0: Welcome along and thank you so much for joining us for yet another exciting edition of uh, the Ultimate Tourism Chat. My name is Chief Koti Rikoni that This is your show where we look at the ins and outs of tourism. On this episode, we continue uh, to look at the aviation sector and uh, we talk to an aviation expert uh, from South Africa, Oju Ogaga, uh, on how African airlines can capitalize on the COVID pandemic and its subsequent recovery strategies thereafter and we also get to hear from a seasoned and respected Ghanaian journalist publisher and editor of the Voyages magazine Kojo Bentham-William on the situation that African airlines had been going through uh, prior to this pandemic and of course Air Zimbabwe says it is finalizing its post-COVID uh, relaunch plan so we get to find out more of these right here on the shore. as we dig deep into the matters of tourism here on the Ultimate tourism chart uh, let's uh, get talking on social media at chief Koti on Facebook on Twitter and on Instagram but first of all let's get to hear a word from the chief executive at the Zimbabwe tourism Authority give more
1: Zimbabwe.
2: I would like to say happy 40th Independence anniversary Zimbabwe a world of wonders. We thank the gallant sons and daughters of the soil who were instrumental in bringing the independence we so enjoy today. The tourism sector has grown from a small minority industry that it was before 1980. To become an all-inclusive strategic sector and one of the pillars of our economy. We witnessed an increase in visitor arrivals from below 100,000 in 1979 to 268,000 in 1980 and over 2.5 million 40 years later, earning the country over 1 billion United States dollars in foreign currency. The sector which employed just below 10,000 people in 1980 in mainly hotels and restaurants, now provides over 200,000 jobs in 26 tourism operation categories. We pray that the Almighty will deliver us from the scourge of COVID-19. Keep safe, stay at home, travel tomorrow.
1: Zimbabwe!
0: It is indeed a happy 40th anniversary to Zimbabwe and uh, all our good and glad tidings right to that nation. Uh, This week we continue to look at the aviation sector but we are focusing on Africa. Uh, The sector provides a total of uh, 2.6 million jobs uh, this will translate to a very significant 2.6% contribution into the African Gross Domestic Product, which is otherwise known as the GDP. Now, in economical terms, this fragile sector has contributed a whopping $55 billion Well, let's hear from uh, the Managing Director of Logics, Ogaga Oju. Uh, When I spoke to him earlier on, I first asked him on his assessment of the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on the sector, purely from an economical and revenue perspective.
3: For Africa it's about 4 billion revenue loss in terms of impact and this actually translates to a drop of industry revenues of 32% for Africa and about 39% for Middle East. And the total impact globally they predict is about 252 billion. You know we can go into certain impacts from a country perspective Uh, some of the larger countries uh, where aviation is is, is more developed arguably South Africa there's an expectation of 10.7 million fewer passengers, um, which is a 2.2 billion revenue loss, US dollars, loss of almost 200,000 jobs, as well as um, a 3.8 billion US dollar drop in contribution to South Africa's economy. And in other African countries, that really is the case as well. Nigeria, 3.5 million uh, less passengers, Ethiopia, 1.6 uh, fewer passengers. Kenya, the same thing. Although we don't have the quantum of hand, we can expect that for other markets as well. This all translates to loss in, loss in passengers means loss in revenue. Loss in revenue means impact on a whole host of economic activities and at the bottom line impacting a country's GDP contribution as well as uh, the health and the sector of that market from, as an employment sector. Well, Oju, those
0: are uh, staggering numbers. They are really shocking. And it's going to be very difficult for Africa to really come back and find its feet. These are jobs that are being lost. And this is, of course, a lot of revenue that's being lost by these countries and From your
3: perspective, what should we do to recover as Africa? From a direct aviation and tourism perspective, there's been a lot of support in Australia, Brazil, China, Hong Kong, New Zealand, Norway, Qatar, Singapore, Sweden, Denmark and the USA who have allocated about 50 billion US dollars for the aviation industry. We haven't actually seen anything from an Africa perspective. There hasn't been any direct support for airlines, in Africa, what I would say though is that Ghana has been quite progressive in that they have quite strong consumer protection laws. They regulate how airlines can change schedules, etc. When COVID started, they they relaxed that law to say, look, because of COVID. Schedule changes can can happen without kind of protecting the airline from potential liability from a passenger perspective. So that was relaxed. But really, the the three broad areas that IATA are calling for in terms of airline support, talk to direct financial support, obviously. Then there's loans, loan guarantees and support from corporate bond markets and, of course, tax relief. We haven't seen anything specific from an Africa perspective. What we have seen from an Africa perspective is more broader um, economic packages um, which talked to, initially there were more monetary policy focused, where it was talking to slashing interest rates, dealing with things that impact with the supply of money. But a fiscal response is actually what is required. And I think that is coming to the fore more and more. Um, and the fiscal response really deals with how government spending occurs as well as taxation. So just to give an example, in terms of the economic relief packages, initially, Nigeria, the central bank came uh, through with a package uh, uh, to boost local manufacturing and import substitution. Mauritius, the central bank came up with a support program which also included a channel for commercial banks. Rwanda, same thing, the central bank extended a lending facility uh, to commercial banks and reduced some of the requirements and covenants. And then from South Africa, initially we started with uh, interest rate reduction um, and launching of an SME fund which has been uh, fleshed out. And where we stand now, there's more detail around support packages um, for certain businesses and these businesses are either in certain sectors and the businesses have to have a certain size. That's where we've seen some of the packages. But from an aviation perspective, there isn't anything really direct. Very interesting statistics as well and a perspective
0: of the fact that there is no government so far in Africa that has said okay, we are focusing and channeling so much money into aviation so there's no love for for aviation really if you look at it what then are the immediate steps that we need to take as as the african continent to make sure that we nurse this amazing sector that has brought so much convenience into the travel world
3: i think at a broader level at a state level in terms of recovery it's really important that quite frankly African governments get their house in order when it comes to aviation. Uh, as someone who's been involved in many, many, many uh, policy discussions across the continent, I, I just personally think that we're too slow. We're too slow to a point of not being productive. I think we have all the documents in place, we have all of the a lot of the structures in place, but we are just not working in concert. And that is really going to impact us. Um, and I think it's already impacting us because... The aviation discussion at a state level, I don't think is being had. It's just not a concern. Governments are more concerned about, you know, of course, the public health issue, which is important, the economic response, but the economic response isn't really including the aviation voice. The interesting part now is that cargo is really the 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 prominent feature from an aviation perspective during this COVID time, because... Uh, cargo flights are still operating and there's a lot less restrictions on cargo flights because of course countries need to import and export goods uh, to support the crisis. Just as a closing point I think that this situation is presenting a fantastic opportunity for all the stakeholders in the African aviation space to collaborate to collaborate not just within our respective countries but also across borders because some of the indicative information that we are seeing is that what is likely going to happen is domestic travel will start up and then more regional travel in terms of immediate and neighboring countries and then a delayed effect on international travel. And this really gives us an opportunity as stakeholders within the um, aviation space to ensure that our house is in order, for lack of better words. Very staggering and shocking figures there,
0: hey? I was talking there to Ogaga Oju, the managing director of ZA Logistics and Advisory Services consultancy, which specialises in working with organisations involved in transport infrastructure and tourism development in emerging markets. Their key result area or key focus area is in Africa. Now, on the matter that we we're discussing there with the uh, Oju, the truth of the matter is that prior to the outbreak, the sector had been already dealing with a plethora of uh, issues. As uh, Ojo rightfully put it there, there has been a lot of discord in the sector, particularly in the African continent, in terms of working together. Uh, There are issues that are ranging from uh, visa regimes, access uh, as well as collaboration in the tourism sector and the aviation space, which needs to be sorted out for Africa to re-emerge as a giant Still on that matter, last year in December, uh, the International Air Transport Association, uh, otherwise known as IATA, had projected that the African Airlines would record revenue losses of up to an estimated $312 million worth of revenues there. That's a lot of money. Now, let's get to hear from a respected and a seasoned journalist, publisher, editor, and a friend of mine, Kojo Bentham-William, who is with Voyages Magazine, which he founded, who spoke to us from Ghana on the situation that the African Airlines had been going through prior to this pandemic.
4: February of this year, IATA had said, and they came out with estimated figures of $400 million of money that have been lost by the airlines already, even predicting that $30 billion will be lost by airlines. Now it tells you the, the, the damaging impact of this pandemic. And I, I think that African airlines more than ever need government support. You know, that's why you've had WTTC, IATA, and other allied bodies calling for government to support the airlines. because we need obviously we need the airlift on the continent and remember that before coronavirus most of these airlines had issues they were going to difficult situations apart from ethiopian airlines many of the airlines were going through if you may want to call it, near administration so impact is damaging and for job losses my god you cannot even measure it now because it's so real it's so practical that the airlines may have to let people go home and that's why we need government support to keep them at least in business because we will all be rock bottom when coronavirus is over the thing that you know we are looking to pick up from this pandemic is that we have to change the way we do things so we're looking at how african airlines would have interline agreements so that they will be able to cover the continent and not put up uh, just any other routes to be uh, efficient you know government are also urged to look you know consider other charges like slot fees and other airport charges that in this period, at least will keep them uh, afloat. So uh, we need African airlines to be supported at these crucial times so that when all is over, we'll be able to say that, yeah, uh, we can at least take something from it. But also to go to the, the how we do things, we may have to consider because there's a lot of technology. Either we have recovery or reinvent, or we restart. So that's the key question that we have to ask ourselves uh, in the industry how can we at least minimize the, the the you know external impact on africa that's what we are calling for a lot of intra uh, intra african travels africa without borders is something that our advocates for I like the issues that Kojo raises,
0: but most of them are also largely based on governments trying to uh, come up with some sort of funding uh, models that will assist the sector uh, to get a rebound, and this is going to be key. One such country that is doing that is Zimbabwe at the moment, although at a very smaller scale, they have told us that Zimbabwe is finalizing its post-COVID-19 relaunch plan, which is going to be anchored on the creation of a robust domestic and regional network. Now, the airline suspended all the flights in line with the directives of the travel restrictions that were issued by the government to fight the spread of the coronavirus. Let's get to hear from Air Zimbabwe's Public Relations and Corporate Communications Officer, uh, First Me Vittori, who says, while the return to normalcy uh, for the global aviation industry will not be instant, the airline is already thinking ahead.
1: Well, this current season that we are in is not only difficult and tough on the national airline as a business but most importantly our staff and their families air travel which is our core business has ground to a halt with the closure of airports and air spaces across continents and this has totally cut off revenue streams i must highlight though that we have not folded our hands completely rather we are pursuing special passenger and cargo charter flights which revenue will be critical to kickstart our operations post COVID-19. But we've also instituted health and preventive measures in line with the government initiatives to combat the spread of COVID-19, such as social distancing. And to this end, we have closed our sales offices.
0: So we understand you as as Zimbabwe in the process of finalizing your post-COVID-19 relaunch plan, which is largely anchored on domestic and the regional network. Would you like to take us through what the main focus areas are and uh, what the plan is?
1: Well, Godfrey, yes, we have put together a strategic plan post-COVID-19, which is primarily drawn from our overall strategic turnaround plan, the SDP. This plan shall revolve around four key pillars. Firstly, the deployment of narrow-bodied equipment on our traditional routes, as well as additional routes which we have earmarked. Our fleet will comprise the B737, for example, the ERJ-145, which is our 50-sitter, and other less ends which we intend to add to the fleet. But secondly, is the development of a hub and spoke network with an emphasis on two main hubs. Harare is the main hub into the rest of the region. Initial destinations shall include the current Joburg and Dar es Salaam, plus Lusaka, Kinshasa, Lubumbashi through to Dubai as additional routes. Victoria Falls as the tourist hub shall link key domestic destinations such as Matopos, Wange, Kariba, Buffalo Range to Nimbarefew, to places like Cape Town, Maun in Botswana, and Vinduk, among other regional destinations. This hub shall operate under our flagship banner, the flame lily. But a piece of good news to our valued travelers is that we shall be linking Victoria Falls and Dar es Salaam via Harare on the same day three times a week. Pillar number three is premised on the reintroduction of increased frequencies on our domestic routes to offer a daily morning and evening service to Glawai and Victoria Falls, bringing the much-needed convenience to our business and tourist day-trippers. Godfrey, we also want to encourage and promote air travel with affordable travel packages for school trips as well as group tours. Lastly, is the introduction... The reintroduction rather of international flights however this involves the development of a strong robust domestic and regional route network as a feeder into the international routes with london and china for example being top on our list as we roll out a key factor is also our readmission to the Ayata Clearing House, which will enable our flights to be sold globally and We believe that this rollout plan will greatly support the national effort as well as enable all other key stakeholders in the tourism value chain
0: so Are there any plans to recapitalize Zimbabwe in in any way uh, from government? Uh, would you shed light on that as well?
1: We have huge support from our shareholder, the government of our strategic turnaround plan with a view to recapitalize the national airline. To date, the government has procured two B777-200ER, one by ERJ-145, that's the 50 sitter, and we also expect a B737-700NG. Additional capital requirements shall obviously be determined and guided by the demand for our air travel service as well as route expansion plan post the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, as
0: you are aware, Zimbabwe has been struggling for the past decade to try and revamp and rebrand and relaunch its brand uh, into the international community. It has been very difficult, and right now they have put some sort of a plan in place. They will need also to uh, work in unison with the tourism sector, as well as other supporting industries within that particular framework uh, to be able to come up with a very vibrant strategy. And hopefully this will give them an edge over other countries as they have already started uh, going forth. But you realize that they are focusing on the domestic line, and and the regional network this is going to be key for any country in Africa that is going to succeed and we have to promote inter regional travel and we have to break all the barriers and borders of Africa if we are going to stand and be counted I guess it leaves me to say thank you so much to everybody who contributed to this edition of the Ultimate Tourism Chat with Chief Korti. Please do follow us on our social media platforms at Chief Korti on all the platforms your Facebook, your Twitter, and your Instagram. Uh, also, remember to follow our website at uh, www.chiefkorti.com. Uh, that's where you can find us and give us your feedback. It is very valuable to us. Manda, n'y a ni fou n'est